We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We made it. Football regular season is here. It's time for the 2022 NFL football season. The Chiefs head out to Arizona and college football is week two. I have everything for you right here on the Best of Everything presented by Charlie Hustle. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Preseason is over, and the Chiefs are heading out to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals in week one of NFL season this Sunday. So week one, what does that mean? Well, for a lot of rookies, this is their first time at full-force-fledged football. And the only thing faster than week one regular season is the playoffs, is what Mike DeVito says in one-on-one -on -one this week. Him and Jeff Allen sat down and talked about what it means to go into, you know, the regular season football. Coming out of college football, you went into training camp, and then you went into preseason. But now it is week one. What does that mean for the rookies? What does it look like? What is it like as a personal experience? Jeff talks about a lot about what it's like to really transition into that next, next level of football in the NFL. You've heard it said before too, and it's and it's true. The only thing faster than week one is the playoffs. Outside yep. of that, there isn't a game in an NFL season that's as fast as week one. And you keep bringing it up, and it's so true. Now you have these rookies that are crossing over that precipice into real live football. Right? They've done the preseason stuff. They've done all, but but that's totally different. And it's almost hard to explain why that's different. But it just yeah. is the atmosphere, the feeling, the intensity. Everything is dialed back. Now you cross over that line. And I remember it my first year. I crossed over that line. It was against the Bills. Crossed over that line. All of a sudden, I'm looking. I'm like, wow, this is a regular season NFL game. Uh, that's the, a big the, jump. Long way from Maine. Oh, <laughs> man. The, I'm telling you, Jeff, the stadium is packed. I mean, that's another thing you don't get in the preseason, right? I mean, the, the yeah, stadiums aren't so – now the stadium's packed. The place is loud as hell. Uh, and you're like, wow, this is real, real football. Um, so what was that like for you as a rookie? Because you started right away, right? You yeah, were right I started, I, well, no, I didn't, I didn't start the first game of the season. Um, Ryan Lewis just started at left guard, and Rodney Hudson was the center. John Osamoa was a right guard. I was playing kickoff and field goal. That was my only role in my mm. first week. 
The following week, um, Rodney Hudson broke his leg in New Orleans, and I got uh-huh. thrust into action. Um, but it was it was different because like I came in mid game, so mm-hmm. this this is, this is a real story. This is funny as shit. <laughs> I'm playing Cedric Ellis, um, big time name in college. Played at USC, was a high draft pick for the New Orleans yeah. Saints. I came in mid game, so I'm fresh. My very first play was an 80 yard touchdown. Jamal took it Ooh. down the sideline. I'm like, "Ooh, this feels good." <laughs> I had a hell of a half. Like I played well. I'm like, "Man, this NFL stuff is easy." Right. I got this shit, man. I got it. <laughs> And the very next week, I got my ass handed to me by my by my roommate in college, um, Corey Legit, one of my old college teammates. Yeah, he was he, good. He's good. Listen, player. man, listen. He came in town the day before. You know, we went out to Chipotle. He wine and dine me. And I'm thinking he's my friend. We get out there on game day, and he just gave it to me. Man. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Man. <laughs> I get my ass kicked the next week, but that that is the life of a rookie. Oh um, man, there's it's... so many ups and downs. There's so many moments where you question and doubt yourself in the speed of the game. And when you talk about speed, you know, from, from college to the NFL, it's not that big of a speed difference as far as athleticism. There are a lot of athletes right. in college. What changes the game is these guys are professional studiers. Guys right. watch film. Guys read keys. They know exactly what they're doing, how they're doing it, the leverage they need to have, the technique, and they're going to beat you to the spot. Right. And that's the game. It's not necessarily I'm just going to run faster than you. Except you got Tyree Kill, he's he's like one of those guys. One, but, yeah. yeah, but some the of them part, out there. But for the most part, it's just guys knowing what to do every single play, and I'm trying to beat you to it. And who, who's going to do it the best with the best technique? That's what's the difference maker in the NFL versus college. Speaking of being the best player out there, and you know, playing alongside some of the best of the best, and being the best on your team. The Kansas City Royals have a very, very special player right now in Bobby Wood Jr. And obviously he's a rookie, but fans want to see him in Kansas City for a long time. But what is that going to take? Can they afford him? What type of contract would that look like? Does he deserve a extension right now? Does he deserve a regular contract right now rather than just stay on his rookie contract? Well, the guys on One Royal Way sat down this week to talk about what it would look like for the Royals to give Bobby Wood Jr. a contract. Are they going to keep him in Kansas City for his career? Hopefully so. But is he going to be one of those players where he kind of bounces around according to who's going to pay him? I would absolutely love to see Bobby Wood finish and have his whole career in Kansas City. I think everyone would just being a first rounder out of high school. Everyone loves Bobby Wood Jr. And he's kind of the new era of the Royals right now. And the organization's trying to figure out who are they? You know, this is a lot of rookies, a lot of young guys, and it's kind of built the new mold for the organization. John Sherman took over as the new owner, and he's kind of kind of observed what's happening before he makes any big changes. Now, I think going forward, there's going to be a little bit of some tweaking, seeing what is our identity of this club? What is our next level? What is our next level of you know, postseason run of World Series run again. Who are we going to be going into that era? So the guys talked about it on One Royal Way this this week, what it means to give Bobby Witt Jr. a contract. How would that look? What type of organization would be backing him and what changes need to be made or are going to be made, you know, in the next few months and years? that may not be around here, be part of the, come to the, you know, to the negotiation take table too. Like these are some of the things in the back of my head. It's like, I worry about if this team's worried about the next couple of years with how this organization is going to look, 
do they even allow Dayton Moore to to negotiate a big contract like that? You see, like those are the things that I keep coming back to as well. It's like, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, I am one of the most pro Dayton Moore people here. Uh, I I'm a huge Dayton Moore guy, and if I want someone coming to a negotiation table, it is Dayton Moore. But I could also see if you're looking at John Sherman and you're questioning everything right now, if you actually care. There's probably some reasons that maybe you don't feel comfortable trying to do this right now with people that you don't know are going to be here long term either. Like, I just wish, and like that's the thing. It's like it comes back to it's it. We we talk about on the player side, but it might even be on the on the team side too. Is it, it uns, are we on a little bit unsettled right now with this organization where they may not even feel comfortable, confident doing something like this? And that's and that's not a. I mean, that's just that's a shame if that's the case. You know, and I'm I'm not yeah. trying to I'm not trying to project and 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 say that definitively, but at the same time, like, who knows? Like, th- these are the things I'm kind of just like scare me about where the organization is at this point. We can do all the predicting that we want about the Kansas City Royals, but some more predictions that we can have. It is the last week to do your predictions of football season. You know what is actually going to happen starting week one this week the predictions for the season etc obviously they're going to change every single week but what are the predictions before there's even a snap in Kansas City Chiefs week one football and this week on KC Lab they talked about their projections their predictions for the Chiefs this year you know over under certain DraftKings stats that they have certain lines that they have what are the Chiefs going to look like who's going to be the biggest um contributors you know offensive wise defensive wise what what does it look like and what are their predictions they actually had a live session this week so if you want to tune into some of their live sessions you can give your own contributions to the predictions etc going forward but we can listen in to see what their predictions are ahead of week one football on the totality of the season right so that's kind of what we're going to focus on today um, you know, my ex- prediction, DJ ukulele does not last six games this year for Clemson. <laughs> I was kind of surprised that Clemson was ranked fourth. I'll be yeah. honest with you, because their quarterback play was suspect at best last year. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Um, but yeah, this, so we're going to kind of we're going to kind of give some predictions and some projections on the Chiefs season. We're actually going to use DraftKings lines. Uh, DraftKings has provided, you know, lines on individual player statistics, um, all kinds of different stuff. So we're going to be running, um, you know, some of the DraftKings lines that they have, you know, the over-unders that they've presented. Uh, speaking of that, the wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas, just in time for football season. That means betting legally on some same gay par- game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Thursday night is almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet on any pro football team of your choice. And if your team still leads by seven points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything 
That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21-plus, physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Money line bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Let's go ahead and get into some of these uh, some of these props, some of these some of these uh, over unders that have been set. Um, let's start with Mahomes. I think that's probably the, the the place to start. The over under on Mahomes passing yards is forty six fifty and a half, four thousand six hundred fifty and a half. Maddie, over under. What are you taking? I I think just right off the top, that sounds like a pretty easy over to me. Um, Without like, okay, so like you remove the aspect of having an injury. He has hit that four times already in his career. You now have that extra game to give you that buffer. I think we all kind of anticipate the AFC being very competitive this year. Maybe the AFC West being very competitive. They might have to play the entire season, especially to chase after the singular bye. If he plays every game, I don't know if I see a path for him not to go over. I actually think that's, that's one of the e- easiest overs that we're probably going to hit here. Again, he's done it every year he's been healthy. So I don't know why this year I would be, I feel like I'd be betting on an injury to say under. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, w- I would as well. And I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I yeah, I'd, I'm not going to spend too long on that. We got more of these coming up that, that I will. So yeah, I'm, I'm hitting the over on that one. There's a lot of predictions for the Chiefs this year and a lot of predictions in KU football as well. Is this KU's year? Is this Kansas Jayhawks year in college football? Well, they just had week one and they defeated Tennessee Tech 56 to 10. But what what does that mean? You know, Tennessee Tech, are they really contender? What is Kansas like actually thinking moving into week two? And the guys this week on Booth Review talked about what it means for them. Were they impressed with some players? Were they impressed with, you know, the offense, the defense, et cetera? And what improvements need to be made for week two? What is it going to look like going into the next, you know, week? Is this Kansas year actually here? Is it the year that fans can be excited for Kansas football? I, you know, and I, 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 it's weird. It's like KU, KU had capable players last year and they had mm-hmm. players with promise. And I think the players with promise are still on the field. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, they got pushed in a, in a real tangible way. And you saw guys that didn't have really a ton of competition last year that maybe weren't up to snuff playing late into the fourth quarter. Uh, it's, it's really an encouraging sign. Uh, and, and I'm blown away by the defense. Like I was just amazed at, you know, what this team was able to do, how dominant they were. And like, that's just that's the first step, right? You know, just mm-hmm. overwhelming an inferior opponent and really making them look awful. I mean, yeah. they they Tennessee Tech was terrible. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. And again, Kansas last year beats this team comfortably. Uh, yeah. But this is different. This is different. What we saw was different. And I think you look at the building blocks. You look at you know some of the tan- like the you know the fact that they like they didn't generate any explosive plays. Like it was a dominant performance. It was overwhelmingly good and dominant. You saw you know some of the you know the ways that different guys can be used. You saw the backs all flash. Mm-hmm. You saw Jalen Daniels in the run game. I'll be honest with you. I don't think the offense played that well. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy. I think that they left a lot on the field. 
Well, fans are clearly very excited for Kansas football this year after getting the first win at home, and there was a very full crowd. Ain't No Seeds talks about, well, exactly that. There ain't no seats at week one home for KU football. 35,000 people, and it seemed just as full as it sounds. The guys talked about it, what it means, you know, to have that home game, first game of the year, just to get that excitement back in KU football. And it seems like everyone is pretty excited. Now, is this year that they are, aren't going to be let down? Who knows? But they sat down on Ain't No Seats this week to talk about their expectations for KU football. Can you get excited? Is it, you know, an up year? Is it the year that everyone thinks it should be? Or is it just a year of improvement? But the the full crowd that they had at week one was definitely promising and it seems like kansas fans are here for the long haul it felt like a legit 35k too like you see we sat across from the student section it was nearly full to the top um and then we obviously couldn't see our side where we were sitting like the whole view but seeing pictures after it's like you could barely see any empty seats at all yeah and our side I was gonna, awesome i was shocked when i saw those pictures yeah. I was going to ask you guys, like you guys said you were just pumped to go watch a football game. I feel like a lot of that has to do with how we ended last year. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just the way like Brandon McAnderson laid it all out, like Jalen Daniels has now become like must watch. Like I'm so excited to watch Jalen Daniels. He, I mean, he's not all the way there yet, but like he makes throws sometimes like that one you mentioned earlier where it's like, holy, this guy's going to play in a league. Like that was a league throw. Um, and then he has moments like the pick where you're like, well, what was that? I mean, he's going to have yeah. those moments. He's still like pretty inexperienced, but like, yeah, seeing him late last year gets you super excited. Devin Neal's huge jump at the end of last year was obviously super exciting. So I think, yeah, just continuing to compete in games is what's going to continue to get people coming back week after week. It's those games where you lose where it's 28-0 at the end of the first quarter, where it's like, why would someone come to those games? And, like, I yeah. I feel pretty good about Lance and his staff and this team. Like, I don't I don't think we're going to see a ton of those anymore, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, A.B., do you – is that fair? Are we, are we going to have a moment this year? I mean, we probably will, but, like, are we going to have a moment this year where we may get, like, absolutely trounced? Do you see that happening? I mean, it would, it's probably going to happen just because it's still KU, but like it's not a guarantee to happen at least three times a season or probably every single week like we've had before too. So, We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, speaking of our year and football, the Kansas City Chiefs, again, think, of course, that this is their year to go to the Super Bowl. I think everyone in Kansas City, myself included, sees the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. But there are a little bit of um, some teams in the AFC West that are up for the competition, getting better, and there might be some roadblocks in the way to the Chiefs' Super Bowl run. So BJ sat down with Nate Taylor this week to talk about their expectations and some burning questions that they have for the Chiefs and who is the biggest challenge that the Chiefs face right now. And Nate says it, it looks like it's the Los Angeles Chargers who come to Kansas City for the home opener week two. It's a short week for both the Chargers and the Chiefs after week one, they turn around four days later, come to Kansas City and play at home for the Chiefs but play a division game to see who's the better team right off the bat now you know the Chiefs could start off 0-2 if they really just fall on their faces they go to Arizona come back home and the Chargers just dominate them or they can start out super hot go into Arizona defeat the Cardinals and come back home to get the home win for week two against the Chargers that would be ideal, obviously, but there are, there is a lot to figure out in terms of what is the offense going to look like? What is the defense going to look like? Who are the Chargers? They made some changes this offseason, and I think that they're going to be the biggest challenge in the AFC West. Now, Denver obviously made some improvements at their quarterback position, and they are vying for the West as well, and Las Vegas, they just are always, you know, a contender as well. The AFC West is arguably the toughest division in football. You can argue with me all day long about that, but I think the AFC West is the toughest division right now, and everyone's out for the Chiefs to not win the West. Now, would the Chiefs be able to make it into the playoffs through a wildcard spot? Who knows? But the biggest contender right now, the biggest challenge that the Chiefs are facing comes to Kansas City in week two for the home opener against the Chiefs with the Los Angeles Chargers. So here's some burning questions that BJ asked Nate to see what he really thinks is going to happen in week two against the Chargers. It's really hard to beat the Chiefs. Um, but if there's any team that has a real chance to dethrone Kansas City, I think yeah. it is the Chargers. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that because they are trying to do what the Chiefs previously did. Yeah, I'm going to talk out both sides of my mouth because I agree with everything you just said. And the Chargers are right there. And if they stay healthy, we talked about this on these episodes before. The Chargers stay healthy. They're absolutely a threat to the Chiefs. It just bothers me. It it would bother me somewhat if I was a Bengals fan and they're not getting the love after beating mm. the Chiefs twice and beating them in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year because they're the ones who won. They've earned the right to hold that throne until somebody knocks them off. Right. I just feel like with the division and the Chiefs won it for six straight years, and I understand that everybody got better, but you still have Andy Reid. You still have Patrick yeah. Holmes. You still have Travis Kelsey. You still have Chris Jones. Like there's still pieces around. Yep. And even though they're a lot younger, you feel like you got better in a lot of ways. And I think from a Chiefs fan perspective, there's probably 
be careful about how I say this, not some group think, but there's probably this, we've convinced ourselves that with Juju and MVS and Sky Moore and all mm-hmm. these guys that we don't need Tyreek, that we're going to be okay without him offensively. And I think we will be, but we haven't seen that yet. And so like, I can understand that there's the thought out there that the chiefs haven't proven that they've gotten better on the offensive side of the football. So charges improve. We're going to, we're going to pick them. So again, right. talking about both sides of my mouth to understand both arguments still just bothers me because they've won it so many years in a row and it becomes a joke. It was a joke three years ago that everybody was picking the chargers right. and then they keep doing it and we're back in this position. And, so, and, right. right. And that was, with, and that was with an older Phillip rivers and you know, that team was sort yeah. of on a downswing before obviously they've, you know, started going back upstream. The other, the other part I mentioned too, BJ, and this is somewhat relevant. This is a like a pretty pivotal two-game swing for both teams. The Chargers play the Raiders and then have to get on a plane four days and play the Chiefs in Arrowhead. So they could start the season legitimately 0-2, or they could come out of the gate like gangbusters, beat the Raiders, go to Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. Now they're legitimate, and they could be 2-0. So, you know, you always look for these pivotal moments in a regular season – it's rare that it comes this early from a divisional standpoint, but for the Chiefs and the Chargers, these first two games are pretty massive um, in terms of establishing who is in front in the divisional race. Speaking of a little bit of rivalry with inside the division, we have a little bit of a rivalry going on in Kansas City Sports Network with some teams that we all cover. So Mizzou will head to Kansas State in week two to play the Wildcats at home. And we have both Mizzou that's who and three Ma talking about their expectations for both of their home teams. Now does Mizzou expect to defeat K-State at home? Probably not, but the line for betting odds are, is, is a lot higher than th- people thought it would be for K-State. So the guys uh, sat down on both shows this week to give their side, their bias, their expectations of each team to see who's going to come out on top, Mizzou or K-State. It's not that I don't think Missouri can win this game. It's that they have to show me that they're ready to go on the road against what is not a national title contender, but like a solid representative bowl team. Kansas State's going to win seven, eight, maybe even nine games if they win this one. Um, So, you know, I think this is like a borderline top 25 team on the road. And until they do that, uh, it's kind of hard to predict. Yeah, um, my thing is, if K-State's going to beat us, it's probably going to be because we can't stop Deuce Vaughn. So I feel like they would score more because we're not able to stop them. And obviously with running a lot, the clock's moving, you know, a lot more. I really want to pick us winning, but, (laughs) but I just don't think I can. I think I'm going to go more of 34, 27, somewhere in there with K-State. But you know what? I was wrong last week. Uh, I mean, I picked Mm -hmm. us to win, but I was wrong. So Let's hope I'm wrong. Yeah. That's a good that's a good score prediction. I think 34 7 27 is a good one. I, I do think Mizzou covers. I think that they but the, as you mentioned, Gabe, people at DraftKings, those folks go to their jobs. Um they, I mean, know they don't what build, doing. build the big buildings in Vegas because they're wrong all the time, oh, right? This is a good line. 
and yeah. I like it a whole lot, um, but not like it enough to bet on it. Um, so I think that Mizzou covers. I only think they're going to lose by seven. I think it might be a little bit maybe higher scoring of a game. I did say I like the under a little bit better, but I've talked myself into a little higher scoring game, so I've got to do a little bit of math here. Uh, let's go... Let's go 42 to... Yeah. Yeah. 42 to 35. We'll have plenty of time to talk about Missouri. Later on this week, uh, I'm sure it's going to be a fun week. I'm already getting people angry on the internet, so you know that's going to add to uh, the atmosphere this week. Our, our producer, Tucker Franklin, Mizzou guy, works on the uh, Mizzou pod on, on KCSN that you should also check out. Look, it's going to be a fun week, and I think we all spent some time watching the Tigers and their season opener, season opener against Louisiana Tech where, I mean, pretty solid. Honestly, a little better than what I expected to see out of Mizzou, even if they still, I think, have have pretty big problems at quarterback. I'm not sure that I'm believing in that, dude. But the thing that was surprising was to see the line open at nine and a half some places. Now, you can also find it. I've seen it as low as like eight now, depending on where you look. But I expected more along the lines of like four or five, six with K-State to be the favorite over the Tigers. And instead, jumping out at nine and a half, I'd – man – uh, it, Vegas apparently is confident or thinks there are a lot of suckers that that will come in and they can just steal their money on on Mizzou there. But either way, uh, that has me feeling a little bit more confident about K-State heading into Saturday. I think it was nine and a half on a couple books, and most of them came down to eight and a half. It opened up at seven and a half on DraftKings. Uh, is now up to eight and a half on there. So I think they're all finding the happy medium of eight and a half. You know, after seeing what we saw from Kansas State and seeing what we saw from Missouri, I think before the year I was thinking seven and a half might be the, the max number that I would see. Um, I'm not sure I saw anything in week one from either team that would get me off of that. So I, I would say the eight and a half, nine and a half number is bigger than any of the three of us were expecting. And if you want to kind of check out the diagnostics of that kind of situation, if you want to look into the number, and say, you know, what is Vegas trying to do? What are they thinking? I mean, man, if you put out a bigger number than expected, it's because you want public money the other way. So they wanted the public money on Missouri, and they're in the still in the business of making money, these sports books. So they want the public money from Missouri. I, I feel like they're a little bullish on Kansas State. Yeah, you said what I was going to say, D.Y. It, it feels like a line trying to trap the public. It feels like the Missouri plus nine, nine and a half, that's going to be a public play. And that should make you feel good if you're a Kansas State fan because the sharp money, in my opinion, will probably lean toward Kansas State. And so, uh, yeah, I think going into the season, I would have had it around seven. Um, and I thought based off both teams' performances, I, I thought it might even be a little less than that, like John said, like five, six points. But uh, Vegas knows, man. So maybe there's just some overreactions to each team's week one performance, even though look K-State won 34 to nothing as 25 point favorites. They let's be clear. They, they did what they needed to do when Missouri covered as well against Louisiana tech as 20 point favorites and won by 28, but Louisiana tech was the ninth ranked team in the preseason poll out of 11 in conference USA, which is not a very good football conference. So um, look, it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, I think I feel comfortable taking K State at the line because just mm -hmm. largely because the public money is going to be on Mizzou.
just like Cole said, it is going to be so much fun. Such an exciting week in football. We have week one, Kansas City Chiefs head out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. And we're going to see what it looks like to be a Chiefs fan without Tyreek Hill on the field. Now, also in college football, week two, a ton of great games this week, but also K-State and Mizzou take on each other to see who's going to come out on top and have bragging rights with Kansas City Sports Network. I'm your host, Michaela Bennett, and this has been the best of everything.